and welcome to this week's edition of Hitting the Headlines with me, the headline maker, Kirk Cooper. I just want to start this week's show, first of all, with thanks. Thanks to everybody that listened to last week's between YouTube, Podbean, uh, Spotify, and eventually iTunes today. I managed to get down about 100 uh, listens and views combined on there, so thank you very much if you've come back for this week. I also want to uh, shout out to Scottish Wrestling Network for hosting the podcast on their network as well last week. Hopefully uh, the, the correlation with them will at one point lead to me getting booked over in Scotland so that I can show the, the guys and, and girls that I grew up with that at 35 years old, uh, I am having a bit of a mid-30s crisis and becoming a wrestler. Uh, I'd also like to uh, uh, go through a couple of apologies as well. First of all, uh, I would like to apologise to uh, Bobby Diamond. Now, if you listened to last week's uh, show or watched it on the or on YouTube uh, when we were having the promo rumble, obviously I was in charge of who was coming in and uh, at whatever points. And because of Bobby's flamboyance, because of his delivery, because of his, the way that he can captivate an audience, I thought he's the perfect guy to bring in at number 30, which is why he was left till the very end. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it seemed like the internet was against him getting on and being able to uh, cut a promo on anybody that was in the room at the time. And unfortunately, because it was taking so long, we had to... Uh, we, we, we couldn't get him on, unfortunately. So I did reach out to Bobby in the aftermath of it. I said to him, you know, that he could come on this week if he wanted to, uh, which he declined. But Bobby, if you're listening, which, you know, going by your reaction to last week, you probably won't be. Uh, the offer still stands. The offer's here if you want to come on at any point in the future. Uh, just let me know. No hard feelings. Wasn't intentional. Uh but just make sure that your internet connection is a lot better than it was last week. Uh, the second apology as well is to anybody that follows me on Twitter at KirkCooperHM, uh, if you're not already doing so, because on Sunday night uh, during the Royal Rumble, I was just basically having a stream of consciousness into the ether, uh, tweeting about the Royal Rumble. I think there was probably more tweets from me than there were entrants in both Rumbles. Uh, just uh, talking absolute nonsense uh, throughout it uh, to no one in particular. Uh, but tonight I'm going to be joined by two of the Titanic Wrestling roster to talk about the Royal Rumble and will hopefully speak a lot more sense than I was tweeting. So with that in mind, the first person that I'm going to bring into the chat this evening is the winner of last week's promo Rumble. And that man was the huntsman, Eli Fox. So he should be joining us hopefully soon. Eli, fella, how are you, mate? Well, Kirk, what's happening? Ah, not much, man. Just uh, reminding the, the listeners before they came on there about your epic victory in last week's promo rumble. A week yeah, on yeah. from then, has the excitement and the adrenaline from your, your fabulous win worn off? Still going. Still celebrating to this day, Kirk. Just the I, and you're giving it the, the double gun salute there. That's a, I might find the weapons. You, double guns. I, I only keep these reserved for the most special of occasions, being on your podcast, being one of them. Uh, still hyped from the Rumble. Uh, actually rewatched the Rumble in preparation for this ah, very event stuff. and got even more hyped because there was stuff I've seen the second time. So let's get into it. Good. We'll keep that under wraps for now. Uh, and joining you to discuss the, the biggest headlines this week on the aftermath of the Royal Rumble 
is the one, the only, one of the newest members of the Titanic wrestling roster. It's Tommy Fierce. Tommy, how are you, fella? Once your audio connects. The dramatic tension. You need, you need I, I know. I, I need to get that timing better. I need to, to get it better. Tommy, can you hear us? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. How are you? Not bad at all, Tommy, fella. I'm just uh, reminding uh, Eli there uh, about his victorious uh, promo rumble victory last week. How are you feeling after your, your fleeting performance? Uh, on well, I felt like I felt like it was the very end of the night in two minutes. Not even one minute. Well, you know what? Disappointed in myself. Sometimes those are the most memorable ones, you know, uh, the Bushwhackers, uh, Santino Marella, Liv Morgan, you know, Warlord, they, they Warlord. only spent... Who? Warlord Hogan put him out, I think, in about yes. a second. Yeah, so, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with uh, a short show and Tommy. How have you <laughs> been enjoying uh, the last week, wrestling-wise? What's been, uh, what, what have you enjoyed the most, other than the Bumble? Well, the most standout thing was Victoria coming back. Amazing. Um, also, too, Edge winning the Royal Rumble was really good. So we'll keep keep your uh, your powder dry for the minute because we are going to get into talking about that. Uh, now, the first headline, we'll bring this back to the, the original concept for the podcast this week, uh, which was me uh, discussing the biggest headlines and coming up with shit puns for those headlines. So the first thing we are going to talk about, the first headline is On the Edge of Glory. The Royal Rumble this weekend saw a veteran of WWE come back and win the men's Royal Rumble and probably the brightest new star in the company become victorious in the women's Rumble. I'll start with you, Tommy. Tommy, which of the Rumbles did you prefer and do you think that uh, both winners were warranted? Yeah, so when was Royal Rumble? I knew going in there, I had a funny feeling Bianca Belair was going to take it anyway from from just obviously from like previous months she was going to take it. Um, but it was an amazing Royal Rumble. The returns were absolutely amazing. I was actually so shocked by who actually did come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't expect to see Victoria re- return to WWE. Like she was so close to retiring and the, and the next minute she's walking out. Um, Alicia Fox, hey, about time she come back. Mm-hmm. So much, so so much good things in it. Billy Kane, Jillian Hall. And what do you think? You know, obviously it was Bianca Belair that was victorious in the uh, in the women's rumble. What do you think of Belair in general? And where do you think her path is now going to go? Obviously, she's going to WrestleMania, but yeah. how do you how do you think? I what feel like she's going to go on that path. Well, I thought originally thought she was going to go straight for Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm looking at it and like Oscar isn't really doing anything at the moment with the Royal Women's Championship. Is and then I'm like, is 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 like Charlotte Flair going to take it off Oscar and then her and like Bianca go head to head at WrestleMania? I don't know what's going to happen, but I would love to see her and Sasha Banks like two um, people of color obviously headlining WrestleMania. But I do think they're going to sneaky Bailey in there too somewhere. Yep, I was actually quite surprised how early Bailey went out. I don't know about you, Eli. Like, what, what were yeah. your thoughts on the women's rumble? I, I, it was the best rumble they've ever done. I, I loved it. As Tammy hitting my point there, seeing Victoria come back popped me because mm. she would have been big when I was watching wrestling flat out. Uh, absolutely the right winner. But I did have my money on Rhea. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Rhea was going to come in, and she when she came in and she wrecked everybody. Like you know when you come in and 
they all get a chance to lay into someone. I thought she, out of everyone there, she looked like she was just going to kill everybody. And I was like, this is great. But it's still happy with Belair winning it. Uh, love seeing Tori with. I love seeing Tori. I was like, ah, Tori. Oh, Tori. I was, it was the right amount of new stars versus getting a pop from someone you haven't seen mm-hmm. in ages. Because, you know, the whole point of the Rumble is you're going to see a few old faces, but you want to get the new people over. Uh, I loved it. Loved the Women's Rumble. So well, I just thought surprised. it was... Were you surprised that there weren't more NXT girls? Uh, and it, I was, I was fully uh, expecting, uh, you know, the likes of Vikel, uh, Rachel Martinez, uh, oh, sorry, Rachel Gonzalez, uh, Candice LeRae. I thought she would have been a shoot, uh, a shoot to come in there as well. You know, that there was a, a lot of people that I thought maybe would have appeared that they didn't. Obviously, Maya Yim didn't because uh, the, the COVID situation. COVID. Uh, and uh, the thing I thought, I, I thought honestly it was going to be. Most of the, the main roster, a few, uh, not oldies, but you know, a few from back in the day to get a nice pop. And then, as you said, Isaac, oh, I was bound to be so, like, at least a, a handful from NXT that nobody you could pick and would fit in perfectly. Uh, probably maybe the reason they didn't do it is the big stuff planned for NXT, and yeah. they don't want to they don't want to ruin the run. Maybe there was yeah. no real reason for them to be there because was it was it last year or the year before they were like, oh, we're invading and we're the, the number one show. There wasn't a reason really to have NXT. You know why waste them just to, for the sake of throwing them exactly. out of the rumble? At least you have the right. I still think you had the right balance. I don't think you were missing anything with NXT personally, but and then no. Conversely, you know, obviously, you know, there was a lot of although there wasn't a lot of the NXT ones. There was a lot of newer talent in the the women's rumble, but when it came to the men's rumble, you've got the two two oldest hands uh, coming in at one and two with Edge going from the, the number one spot to, to winning the whole thing. Do you think that that was done at the expense of perhaps giving one of the, the newer guys or one of the younger guys a rub? Or do you think Edge going over and that was the was the right choice? Tommy. 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 Oh, Tommy. Oh, um, I do like Edge. I'm glad Edge did get a chance to shine, especially because he did come back last year and obviously got injured really quickly. So I did like the fact that he, he did come in and win the whole thing. Yeah, I did like that. But I do feel like it should have been. I feel like Damien Priest done an amazing showing yeah. also. I think he was amazing. Um, I would like to see him win too, but I'm really happy that Edge did win, like, I have to say. What about yourself, Eli? What was your feelings uh, on it? Pop, big Edge head from, from again back. I signed over these <laughs> these quotes <laughs> back in the day. Uh, but he shouldn't have won it. Like nope. he, I love, like I would have preferred the heartbreak of coming in at one, maybe get him down to the last six, last, you know, nail biting where you really don't know who the last four because that's the big bit of the rumble. Who's the final four? I'd have tossed him out fifth or sixth before I went and just because, as Tommy said, he came back. He had the the unreal pop. We all cried last year when he came back and he seen the emotion. But I'm like, no, there's younger people. There's be- not better people. There's younger people. There's people more deserving of a rumble win. And again, I'm not upset, but I'm like, where Keith Lee should have won that rumble. I know he was off because yeah. he's with Maya and COVID, but I again, I had picked Keith Lee to win it or someone, but now shouldn't have been Edge. You would have been nice, would have been Edge and Christian and four others who were in the final four, and Edge maybe getting eliminated. Christian saves him by throwing himself over the top, or we're getting in the way of someone, and then Edge gets eliminated, and both of them go out together. That way, you could have had a nice Edge and Christian moment. Yeah. And then just put it to rest. He shunned the one. I, I really enjoyed the the 
the way that the Rumble built, I think that there was no there was no wasted talent in it. You know, everybody came in and either had a storyline thing that they picked up on, or you know, everything everything kind of made sense in order that he came in. The only gripe that I had with it was, and I know I know why they did it. I know I know why they did it, but having uh, Orton be injured for so long on it. And then coming back in at the very end, I thought, you know, they could have had Orton being a bit longer. I know that the the start of the Rumble, I thought that was the only inventive the way they did that, where Edge and Orton just started battling each other before the Rumble even began, yeah. going, around, going around, you know, getting the the, the chairs and the, the announce desks and all all that kind of thing involved. But I just I just think, especially as well, there, there was no no mention of the fiend, no fiend stuff. Nope. Involved. Oh, even Alexa, even Alexa Bliss in the um, in the women's rumble, she was in for what thirty seconds, and then the uh, Ripley tough was about, She was about to transform and raid as Flair right before she even got to. Yep. So that that would be my only gripe is that uh, the the Orton thing could have been maybe done a wee bit better. I can see why they did it, but uh, I think they could have done that. But I can't. I, I don't have any complaints. Page one. I think. I agree. I agree with you on the point where you said it was a very it was a very useful rumble because sometimes in the rumble you'll get one or two rivalries that you know are happening and then you get the big thing that the rumble's built around. But it seemed every, this year, everyone got a slice of mm-hmm. the rumble pie. So everybody, get, like you know, sometimes you get people, was he in the rumble? You know, he's been eliminated. I didn't know he was in. This year, everybody was sort of a, got that wee moment, which is hard to do when you're 30 people yeah. coming in, people all this year. But I thought everyone got a nice, this is your couple of minutes, get something over this is the me, but I was like, it was an all-inclusive rumble, and I, I, both rumbles were like that. And I was like, there was no waste of a person, no waste mm-hmm. of a. Everybody I thought got a good run. And the the way that certain people in the the rumbles in both rumbles were used takes us on to the second headline, which is all about the comebacks that happened within both rumbles. And the headline for this one is "Born Again Christian." Christian coming back uh, was probably the the highlight. Or the rumble for me, it certainly popped me. I'm a, I've been a big Christian fan uh, for for as long as I can remember, and even you know, I can remember even after he had uh, had to retire, or when he, he'd had one of his his concussions and he came back and he had to change his his move set. He had to change the way that he did stuff in the ring. I kind of took that on board as you know, being a, an older guy coming into wrestling to to study what he was doing, what he changed so that he, he could be safer yeah. for himself, that kind of thing. Uh, and even on uh, on Monday morning, you know, if anybody that follows me on Twitter and Instagram, they'll have seen me, uh, you know, pose, do, doing the, the, the salute and the, the, the look to his theme tune in my kitchen with my cat. Uh, just because <laughs> I'm so happy to see him come back. What, what did you guys, what did you guys think of Christian's comeback as well as uh, some of the other ones? It was amazing. Good luck to see. <laughs> What was amazing about it for you, Tommy? It was, like, Kane as well. It was so great to see Kane. Like, we haven't seen Kane on screen in, what, how long? Months and months. I love seeing Kane as well there. Carlito as well. See, when yeah. I heard that music, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, all my kids, all, like, kid stuff just came back to my mind. I was like, this is crazy. I'd, I really hope that they do with Carlito what they did with MVP last year, and they just find some way... That they can either that they can get them on screen, maybe maybe not necessarily have them wrestling all the time, 
but certainly you not know, bring him back yeah. as an on-screen character because I think that he's been away long enough that he's he's been out of the WWE system. He's gained experience. He's been doing. He was in Glow. You know, he's he's been doing all these different things, and I think that can only make him better than whatever the old they they bring him back for. So some of the, the the men's rumble, like I popped big for Christian. If anything, I was like, oh, you're a you know, big Edge fan, big but massive Christian fan. Because sometimes I think it escapes people how talented he is. Mm. Go look at his TNA when he was an NWA World Champion run. He's a main event man. No shadow of a doubt about it. Again, obviously Vince saw nothing in him. Don't care. For me, Christian was a fantastic wrestler. And he was given the room. He'd have been, I know Edge got all the titles and stuff, but Christian was just as confident. Yeah, yeah. That T- the TNA run, back when it was TNA, and he comes in, I think, with the, the Dudley boys and stuff, and you're just watching it, and you know he is main event. He can do the, the job, no problem. But yeah, Chris, see him come out, and then when it was that pause, when the when his music goes, but nothing for a second, then it pans, and he just comes walking out, and what I love about it, Edge came out, and you could see that he was near bawling his eyes out. Christian mm-hmm. came out, and he looked like he was ready to kill someone. Yeah, he was focused. He done the salute as if to say to everybody, he didn't think this was coming, and then his eyes just went boom on the ring because I think it was Big E, uh, uh, sorry Bobby Lashley was standing looking at him, and he, he just sort of shrugged the shoulders, took the waistcoat off, the jacket off, and his eyes were it was completely different from Edge in terms of the energy he came out with. Yeah, his Edge came out, was all taking it in. God, I never thought I'd be here. Christian came out, took a second of that, and then went right. I'm bang. This is me back, and I thought, oh, this man, he looked well. He yep. looked class, physical condition, and I thought, this is going to be great. He goes in, gets does the, the class veteran move, gets Bobby Lashley out, and then there's one where Big E goes to scoop him, quick as a quick as a fox, uh, round the back of Big E, boom, and you're sitting there going, he has, he didn't look like he lost a step. No, and I was just like that should yeah. be a testament to how good a performer that man is. I think as well the way that the the guys in the ring sold it as well, like Matt Riddle, Matt Matt Riddle's uh, like facials when he saw him come in, it was just like whoa. And I think Riddle himself, Riddle had a really good uh, showing in the Rumble, yeah. uh, and that that also like kind of like culminated with Seth Rollins uh, coming back. I know he's not a massive return because he's only been away for like two or three months, but it's still it's still good to see Rollins come back. And knowing there's a, a wee bit of history between those two, seeing them actually like square off, I, I really enjoyed that. I love the exchanges between Riddle and Brian because they bit yeah. seven shades out of each other. Like, they were just, I, yeah. I thought this, if, if you kind of wanted to get that crossover UFC fight audience type feel, that'll be the two men you'd want to put in a match against each other. Like, it kind of reminded me of the, the uh, who's the lethal weapon? Steve Blackman yeah. uh, versus Shamrock. Where it was like it's not really wrestling. It's kind of these two guys are just gonna lump into each other. And the bit where the camera pans towards Edge and he just looks up and he hears Christian's music and he just gives a half crease smile because he was kind of going. Everybody at home was just going, "Yep, that's how we feel. This is great." I don't, I don't know that's if you would, have, you would have picked up on it as well, but uh, just that like when Sheamus comes in as well, like he goes straight for Christian, and you just hear him going, "Welcome back, fella." That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, just a, a nice a nice few minute moment as well there. Was there, was there anyone else, Tommy, that you you enjoyed coming back either in the men's or the, in the women's rumble? Gillian Hall, like oh, <laughs> see her and Billy Kay together. Like I think Billy Kay is absolutely amazing at the minute. Like her character yeah. is hilarious. I feel like she really sh- like outshined that Royal Rumble just by her, like her personality. 
but it was so good to see Gillian Hall as well. Uh, every time I remember Gillian Hall, she just reminds me of the Boogeyman with that big mole on her face. <laughs> yeah, I thought. See, it, I, with, I was wondering where JBL. that was. I was wondering where the where the mole had went. Did that ever get taken off before, like she she finished up her last one? Yeah, the Boogeyman bit it off her face. I think I remember that. That, that was the little bit of time yeah. SmackDown where I wasn't really paying much attention. Yeah. Yep, just as you said, Tommy, Billy Kay again, outstanding. Just yeah. uh, everything is hilarious. with the tank and with uh, Shayna. And just, John, then was it when, I think it's when Shotzi gets eliminated and Billy's sitting at the announce table with the headphone on. She just looks at her and goes, like, out there, as if now I never wonder. <laughs> she was fantastic for not in the match at the start. She's one of the no. most entertaining women on that roster. By a yeah, definitely. And you were mentioning earlier as well, Tommy, about Victoria coming back. What oh like, you said God. that that was your, your favourite. What was it about Victoria's uh, appearance that, that made you pop so hard? Because I knew, like, I obviously watched, like, a lot of interviews. So, like, I watched, like, a lot of interviews with Victoria and she was saying, like, she would love to come back to WWE just one more time, but they haven't offered her to have not like, reached out to her. And, like, this is the third Royal Rumble for the women now. So, I, I did expect to see it the first time. Then there was, like, a rumour that she was coming back last year then there was like a, a like a fake printed obviously it was like a fake um thing of like her entrance mm-hmm. so it was like all these rumors and then when i like when i was sitting there and i just heard i'm delighted to mess with ice why i literally stood right like hit like my living room and started screaming i was like no way no she she was a great addition to it and it made me kind of think and i was thinking the same about natty as well i like when when she came in at 30 you know victoria and natty they're probably, I, I like to refer to it as, like, myself uh, and you, I, we're in that age bracket where the generation before us knew what hard work was and the generation after us have got all the opportunities in the world and we're kind of stuck in the middle, not knowing what, mm-hmm. what to do. I feel that the likes of Victoria and Natty in particular, when they were in, you know, the, or, you know when they were in the Divas division and whatnot, they were stuck in the middle of a generation that was just brand panties, matches, pillow fights, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then the, the NXT influx, the, the four horsewomen, all that kind of thing. And I, I was just thinking, no, if if we could have got Victoria in our prime against Bailey, against Sasha, Becky Lynch, oh. just, just like Natty as well. I mean, I know that Natty's not, not in her prime, but if she had been allowed to go at you know, Becky and Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte, yeah. the way that they go at each other, I think, I think they would have had, Natty would have had a phenomenal career, like even better than what she's had. Yeah, definitely. She look at her and Nikki Bella when they done like the whole feud in SmackDown. It was amazing and they literally only tapped into it. I was like, could you imagine if they had to carry that on for a few months? It would have been amazing. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, mm. was, there any, was there anybody else that they came back that really... Uh, that really kind of like stood out. I think I think we've kind of covered them all like Victoria, Camilo, yeah. Christian, Gillian, Tori, Kane. I was reading the other day there as well that Kane's appearance fee he donated it to a school or, or some sort of charity thing. Yeah. Uh, nice so you know he's he's not he's not such a monster after all. Now before no. we get to the the next headline, I. Uh, I just need to read a word from this week's sponsor. Uh, They've asked me to deliver it in a certain way as well. So here goes. The Buffalo 
Wahlberg, Hamill, Violence, all of them accomplished thespians, all of them award-winning actors, all of them named Mark. And all of them have teamed up to help you, the wrestling trainees who listen to Hitting the Headlines, deliver marginally better promos on your rarely viewed Instagram stories. That's right, the Marks are handing down unbeatable acting advice, marvellous monologue tips, and stunning soliloquies that you can ignore, just like you ignore your coaches as you stutter aimlessly down the barrel of your grainy camera smartphone. Get 15% off the all-new The Marks app with offer code I'mAShitePromo, all caps, on your usual app stores. Separate the callous Mark Calloways from the Mark Paul Gosselars and become a Mark for yourself, because you're going to fucking do it anyway. Uh, so, on to the next headline, uh, which is, that's just champion. What did we think of the championship matches that happened on the Royal Rumble, guys? Tommy, I'll come to you first. Uh, what did you make of the way that the, the show kicked off with uh, Drew McIntyre defending against Goldberg? I'm not going to lie. I was a bit disappointed with the match. Every time I see Goldberg, I just feel like he's just coming to do a one-minute match, take a few moves, and that's it, and away he goes. It's like, don't get me wrong, like, obviously, I did think that he was going to win the title for some reason, I don't know why, but I just feel like every time he comes back, it's like Claymore, Spear, uh, like, it's, it's, it's and then it's always the same. It's not, it's never like a match, it's just like kicks, punches, moves, and that's it, done. Yep. There's no, like, a lot, it's not like a long match to, like, build in and invest in, it's just literally, like, I was just waiting for like when the next Claymore was going to come or when the next Spear was coming. I was just like, this is just so predictable. I think you're right. It was predictable, but I think having Goldberg try and go any longer than five, six minutes in a match, just not going to happen. I mean, you look at no. the, the Saudi show where they nearly killed Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, 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 fair enough, he concussed himself within a couple of minutes of that, but he was blowing at his arse. I. Uh, and I think treating that match the same as they treated Drew v Brock at Mania, I, th- I think that was the right call for it. And the thing that I think made it interesting was that there was that feeling that they were going to put the strap on Goldberg, which, going by my Twitter timeline and whatnot, everybody was hating. And that the result of it, I don't know how many tweets I saw in a row that just said, thank fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what about yourself, Eli? How, 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 uh, what were your thoughts on how that went down? Massive, massive Goldberg, Mark. Uh, so I am. I love the whole. That I, I don't care that his matches are only three or four minutes tops. <laughs> that that's his Iron Man. Uh, but I did have a feeling they wouldn't put the belt on him because the when we done it with Brock and he done the whole thing, he this big, big build up in this package that he's still the Goldberg from the 90s, early 2000s, where he can pick anyone up, he can jackhammer them. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was like, Drew's doing too good a job. The, the no fine rightly that Goldberg's not fit to do it. Like, it, God love me, he came out and he was wearing, I think for the first time I've seen him in like shorts, as so opposed to black trunks. As uh, Goldberg coming out in the Hacksaw Jim Duggan shorts. <laughs> yeah, he, looked, he, he, was, he was getting more close to, you know, to Bill Backlund rather than Bill Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> As Tommy said, I wasn't expecting much beyond Claymore, Spear, Jack, Kick, you know, the usual what we expect. But what I really liked was they didn't put the belt on him. And I liked at the end that he, it was kind of a sign-off because he sort of, he lifted the arm with Drew. Yeah. The hug, yeah. They whispered something to each other, probably thanks very much, you know, love you, man. Because Drew yeah. said, I'm a big fan of Goldberg. 
I think that was Goldberg's passing of the torch. And because he wouldn't do it to Lesnar, because Lesnar didn't need the torch. Wouldn't do it to Taker. Taker doesn't need a torch. They no. are the torches. Yeah. Drew, you know, apart from beating him, because everybody probably is like, oh, Goldberg's going to lift the title. You could almost say Drew's beat the curse of Goldberg coming back and taking the title off you. Yeah. He's finally got over that that one bit of the mountain that Lesnar couldn't get over. Taker, you know, these legends were beat. Drew came in, took his lumps, kicked him in the face and walked out looking a hundred times more badass from how the audience feels, management feels about Drew, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that match will get management over more than it'll get Drew over on a booking side of things. Because we all know Drew, Drew's lethal. We all can see that he is the man for the job. Like he's been leading the, the company through this coronavirus stuff from day one. But I think that was more to get people to go, oh yeah, they're booking stuff, right? But it was nice to see Goldberg go out on his back. And if he leaves and doesn't come back, he can still say he had a class career. Yeah. So it worked. I thought it worked very well. From yeah, what you, mentioned, you mentioned uh, the, the C what they have COVID. I think as well, it was a wise move to have that match go on first and just have it be a, a shop, uh, a shop, uh, an abrupt match, purely because, uh, you know, Drew's recovering from COVID. You don't know what has, you, you don't know, you know, how that's impacting on him. Just keeping him in a shop match is, I, I think that was the right call. Uh, and I, for one, was glad that uh, when it was all said and done that. That he kept the, the belt because yeah. need to represent need to represent the Scots. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was very. I thought it was a good conclusion, and it was nice to see Goldberg raise the hand, whisper, give him a hug, and as you said, Goldberg looked knackered. And I think it was kind of when Goldberg sort of went, "If this is the level of athlete I'm up against, only after recovering from this virus, I'm gonna just save myself and I'll go out in my back. I'll give him the raise, and I'm done." And I think that was nice. Yeah, I think that's. That's what you put that nice wee feel on the match. And conversely, yeah. uh, the Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owen match, uh, Kevin Owens, that, I thought that was superb. A lot of people were looking at that as being the, the toilet break match. I thought the two of them just absolutely went and battled each other. Tommy, what, so, was yeah. your, what, what were your thoughts on that, you know, in terms of the, the way that it played out? I thought the only thing I didn't like was the end, obviously, because it was obviously botched. Yeah. But that match was amazing. That, like, that, like, golf cart spot and all like that it was just pure brutal I was it was an amazing match like it was probably like on edge like all the time like every like every corner they turned it was like they were getting paid free tables we're getting free and off it was it was amazing uh, yeah I really enjoyed it you know what it reminded me of Tolly and Kirk it reminded me of was it King of the Ring 2001 Shane and Kurt street fight yes yes just, just story big big spots spots that you know the go-kart the, the swan tom off the, the forklift Mm-hmm. Everything oh. they look literally like two men trying to just kill each other. Kill each other, yeah. It was that feeling of, and then he, I think there's a point where uh, Owen says to him, "You'll never be as good a father or something as me." And you're like, just those wee lines take it from that's a good match to, oh, he's trying to kill him. And yep. it's it was one of those matches that makes me believe again. It yeah. just took me away from a pay per view and away from looking at how's this done and how's that done. It was just, oh, wrestling, this is great. <laughs> Did you, think, did, did you think that the either of them should have used the forklift to crush the other one, then they couldn't get back up? That would have been a good spot. Who was that done that? Uh, I, I thought I thought he was going to drive the forklift at him and pin him against the wall or something like that. Uh, but 
seeing what's what's Owens two two sixty two two fifty two six doing the swan top. How could you not be? How could your jaw not hit the floor with us? But it was for me. It was the little things like Kevin Owens constantly roaring and shouting at himself that he has to do this, and you firmly believed he has to. He can't feed yeah, his family. He can't put food. In. He's going to go broke. And obviously, I know that's not what's going to happen. But for once, it just took me away completely from real life. I love what Kevin Owens does when he's like on the floor and he was just like rubbing his face. He was like rub, like rubbing his hands into his face to be like, like, do you like your piece of shit? No, I, I really uh, like Kevin <laughs> Owens so much. Uh, he's he's a great performer, and uh, I, I was I'll be, I genuinely went ah oh, when he didn't win because I thought yeah. you know that, that I thought that would have been a, an ideal time because depending on how the rest of the night would have went, I, <clears throat> I could have seen if if Roman had dropped the title. I could have seen him going into the rumble and winning it. That's that's kind of where I was thinking if Owens was to win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the women's title matches, we had the, the women's tag match and the pre-show, and we obviously had Sasha against uh, Carmella as well. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, on both of those matches? Uh, he wants to go first. Yeah, go, Tommy. Go for it. The Charlotte and Asuka versus Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler match. It was a good match. It was a good tag team match. Um. The Lacey Owens and Ric Flair thing, I kind of was a wee bit disappointed because it was kind of like, like they've, like they've been coming out the last three weeks on you. Like, did you not expect that they were going to come out? And then that's how she, lo- like she lost. But I'm kind of glad that the tag team titles are back on a tag team. I feel like she came back and took the titles and that was it. Asuka's, yeah. t- like, women's championships, like being overshadowed by Charlotte Flair's return with the tag titles. Like, what is the, like, I'm looking at, uh, like, Asuka, like, what was the point of giving her that tag title again? There's no need. She has the women's championship. It just didn't like to me. It just seemed like Oscar was just like she's a, like she's a champion. There was no build around her whatsoever mm. around the like like the Royal Rumble. There was nothing at all whatsoever. But the match was a good match. I don't Every think time they're on the, the toys. I don't. I don't think the the finish helped Baszler and Nia Jax though. Like those are two legitimate badasses. They shouldn't need Lacey Evans uh, helping. A distraction the win. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm pretty much in agreement with Tommy on every point he said. Uh, with with Carmella and Sasha, oh. it, 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 it it was the best women's match I've ever seen. Bar one thing, one thing annoyed me during the whole thing. First of all, Sasha's Eddie Guerrero inspired moves. She looked like she knew them, like the back of her hand. Yeah. Because every time Sasha does something, everybody packs, <laughs> everybody clenches. Because you know, but she looked smooth. She was going for the three amigos. Carmella was a brilliant heel. Please stop doing dives. And this goes out to me. Oh, it was, oh, it was, the uh, bottom I thought she was done. The middle was done. Stop doing that suicide dive because do you remember when Lita done it on Raw? And they broke her neck on Raw. Yeah. Like, it, it's so unbelievably easy to do that wrong. Sasha done it once where her the tips of her feet caught the rope and she just went like a pancake. Please. And Brie Bell did the same thing. Yeah. Don't don't stop. It wasn't as Carmella as the heel. Would have been far handier slipping out the side, running round, closing and a big the punch. Back of the head. Yeah, or a big punch or a slap. Or, or just do Jeff Hardy's uh, hold the top rope and do a drop kick through the bottom. Something that yeah. you, uh, my heart came out because I was like, that's the only thing that I could pick out. I was like, why did she need? She didn't need to do it. Yeah, then you see how she like holding her back, like asking her to do a shoe can on And I, I was sitting there legitimately going, see if she, I love Carmella's new gimmick, but see if she's broken her neck or she's done something. For a stupid, unnecessary move, it was. See these dives between the middle and bottom ropes. Don't, just don't. No, I'm like Tracy Banks is my favorite wrestler, but I do feel like I would love to see Carmella take the title. Not really yeah. take the title because I do want Tracy Banks to have a long run, obviously because she's my favorite. But I just feel like Carmella come back 
with that new gimmick and she had just slayed it was so different it was it was like back to like diva kind of but like it was, she like done it right and I, mm. I just love her entrance I love her theme I love Reginald I think the whole thing with her and Reginald and all is amazing and I would like to see her take the title because the last two matches she's had with Sasha Banks Carmella has done amazing yeah. really really yeah. well I think the, the Carmella gimmick change has been good. I, I still prefer the Princess of Staten Island as as a character, but I, I'm liking where this uh, gimmick's going. And they need to tell Michael Cole as well that it's pronounced Somalia, not Somalia, because <laughs> a Somalia is a pirate in the middle of the ocean. It's not yeah. somebody that drinks wine. So we're almost finished. Uh, we're just going to wrap up with the last section here, which is called, and finally... Uh, off the back of the Mysterios, uh, pretty much just an advert, just a blatant plug in the, the Royal Rumble match itself when he came in uh, advertising beer. But I asked you two guys earlier on which wrestlers, either Northern Irish, Irish, British, or whatever in the world, what do you guys think would be the the ideal product for a wrestler to be advertising? I, I, was look, I was looking forward to this. I had put a lot of thought into this, and as we show, I actually brought <laughs> a product to the. I actually brought a product to this show. Of course you did. Uh, of course I had. Of to. course you did. So I'm thinking, what happens when you're in with Eli, Eli Fox in the ring, and you get you get the munch? Well, what you need are now it's obviously the other way uh, around for you guys. Fox's biscuits. Fox's biscuits. Like you get the munch, you get the crunch. So that, that, that'd, be your, that'd be your product placement, Fox's Biscuits. That's it. Can't beat it. Tommy, what did you come up with? Well, I have a few. So I was like, obviously, I went with the WWE. I didn't think it was obviously like homegrown talent. So I went with like Bianca Belair could be using like a hair braid company because like obviously her thing is like a like massive hair braid. Scrunchies. Scrunchies would be yeah. a good one. For and then there's like Seamus and Guinness as well. Like Seamus and Guinness would be a good pairing. And then like obviously like, um, like Cesaro, Swiss cheese. That's the kind of things I was writing down. Like yeah. Naomi, there would be like gl- like a glow stick company because obviously her whole character is about being the glow. There were so many things I wrote down, but now I'm like bait by the whole foxes. No, I, I think you, you were so there. I think we could go one better with uh, Seamus and pair him up in an advertising campaign with Finlay and they just oh, fight sick. over whose Tato is better. That's sick. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Unless it's... Yeah, that was mine. Fox's biscuits. Or anybody that's been uh, belt to bell in the Royal Rumble, they can be the Iron Man for Iron Brew, which I would be all up for. But we're going to wrap up there because we've got less than a minute left on this chat. So thank you for coming on Hitting the Headlines this week, Eli Fox. Thank you, thank you Kirk. Thank you, Tommy Fierce. Thank you so much. See you and we'll be back later. next week, possibly with the same guests, possibly with other ones. This has been this week's Hitting the Headlines.